0: HP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to what I'm considering a special edition of the original Off Course. I am your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is a man who's making waves of change right now in the industry. We all absolutely adore him. Uh, you know his products. They're out there in the wild. For numerous different manufacturers. He went out on his own for a while. He joined forces. He's back to, I think, kind of doing his own thing again with a lot of help uh, and a lot of great insight in the game. His name is Sean Toulon. I held that as long as I could, but I'm so <laughs> pumped to have you on, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Dan. Thank you for having us. Um, couldn't be more excited. We have we have a lot of stuff to talk about, um, and hopefully everybody's as jacked up as we are.
0: You know the kind of. I'm. I'm gonna build you up a little bit here, and it's probably gonna make you sick. But it's early in the morning in California, and I like to rattle people. So, do you know the kind of impact you have on the game? Just genuinely. Uh
1: I yeah, sometimes. Um, but I don't. I don't really dwell on it, Dan. You know. Um, it's just something that uh, you know, working around golf, working around players great players, average players, people that are just crazy about the game, and then getting the chance to create products that hopefully, you know, move them emotionally in a positive way is just something that I've always done. And, and, it, you know, if you, if somebody asks me, what do you do? That's what I do. And, you know, I don't really even think about it. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes you think, God, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I've had a couple where I've said, well, that was dumb. Uh, but for the most part, um, um, I just, you know, I fell in love with equipment and the game and golfers, and have been fortunate enough to be able to um, to do this for a long time.
0: I, I want to throw a bit of a pulse on that because, other than just gaslighting you, which I love to do, there is always a discussion on THP. It's certainly surrounding the granddaddy because you've been a part of it for so many years now. People talk so fondly about their experiences with you, and when news dropped that there was a change coming. You could sense that people were sort of holding their breath to say, like, what's going on next? Tell me he's doing something different. He's not just like, you know, going and enjoying the the finer <laughs> the finer parts of the later stages of uh, career or whatever you want to call it. Uh, people are genuinely excited and curious about what's next for you. So I don't want to hold back too far. I want you to give a chance to share with everyone. What are you doing now? What's different? Where's Toulon?
1: Yep. So on July seventh, um, I retired officially from Callaway, and it had been in the works uh, with through Chip and I for. I would say, probably sometime in February or so of uh, of this year, you know, I started to think about what could be next, and um, and the time at Callaway was phenomenal. It was seven years of helping to grow that business and it's very rewarding to see you know where Odyssey was when we got there and where it is now which is miles different and you know so I'm really proud Dan of the work that we were able to do there. Um, But you know this idea of working with family again is it's a pretty strong pull and uh, Tony was really interested in doing it and uh, you know, I've got two other boys. They're not involved right now. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm not going to put any pressure on them. Uh, but they know they've got chairs here. If, if they ever decide uh, that they want to come, I'd, I'd love to have them at some point. But um, the idea then of of really getting back to the roots of Toulon and making this the most incredible boutique golf brand ever um, and that's a lot. I, I know what I just said. That's a lot. But that would be our goal and our mission. Uh, that's a big, big pull for us and and something that I believe we can do. And, and uh, you know, that's where we're going to put our energy.
0: So have the adoption papers gone through yet? Because I'm really trying to get that fifth seat at the table, you know? <laughs>
1: I can always use another son. <laughs> big daddy, Sean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So actually it, it's eighth on my list of things to talk about, but let's just go right there now, because I know how critical it is for you family. This is yeah. uh, it's your name on the brand. It's clearly you have a passion for it. Uh, the boys have been a part of it, at least a couple of them throughout the whole experience. Um, And now you're big and back with Tony and, and doing some great things. So just for those out there, what does family mean to you? How critical is it that family is a part of this story with you? And and, um, and why does that matter so much?
1: Um, geez, you're, you're going to make me get all emotional here.
0: Oh, that's how you make money, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's,
1: it's everything, isn't it, Dan? Um, you know, the kids have, they, they love the game. Um, you know, they grew up playing when they were little guys. Um, they've all become very nice players. All scratch handicaps are better. Um, they have a, a drive and a passion, uh, you know, the same things that, that you and I have. And I will tell you, it's, um, it's not the easiest thing being in this town, Carlsbad, um, you know, with the last name Toulon, because, you know, it, you can't exactly go to work for Titleist um, and you're probably not going to end up, you know, a tailor-made. So um it was really cool to be able to have a couple of them join me at Callaway. Um, but, you know, to work together, you know, it, it really sort of drives you towards doing something on your own. And, you know, I'm an entrepreneur um, and a bit of a dreamer at heart anyway. So th- that comes fairly natural to me. Um, and then, you know, thankfully, I get to lump on a bunch of years of experience where things have gone quite well. And, um, you know, we feel pretty good about what's in front of us.
0: So. You mentioned it feeling natural and I know you've been in different stages of your career, sitting at different tables in offices. Uh, I've been in one, which probably my favorite place on earth because it's like a, what would you call Like a candy store of putter heads and whatnot. But uh, my question to that is what feels most natural to you is, is the idea of building out your own shop a level of comfort that you maybe didn't see or didn't feel like you had at a larger company? Is this, is this feel more comfortable for you?
1: It's, it's more, it's, it's more energizing, I would say for sure. Um, and you know, the filters between, you know, what you want to do and what you can actually do, um, are, are, you know, they're, 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 it's more of a sieve than a filter. Right. So you, you can go from from idea to product creation a lot quicker, um, which, you know, isn't always great. But it, but it's the way I guess I would prefer to do it. Um, you know, so uh, when we're creating new product, we have four or five people that you know are going to work on that. And then certainly all kinds of people. we have a really cool network people like you and and golfers all around the all around the world now that we can bounce ideas off of but we can move much quicker from ideation to creation and that's that part is really exciting for us
0: so when it comes down to that what does that look like and i I know i'm challenging really hard and you're still setting up shop but yeah when when you see i have another question built into this i want to be careful that i don't blend the two but when okay. you see some of the more recent creators who are likely to share their activities on things like Instagram, TikTok, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. there's this sense of you know sitting in a garage with a machine and just working away at a head until you get a shape you like. So I would assume that Toulon is a lot more intensified than that, Uh, uh more isolated or focused on quality and just basic machining. uh, consistency you know but what what does that mean for you if if you sit there today assuming your shop's all built out and you have an idea for a head what does that look like are you out in a garage working on a machine are you working on a computer what what does that seem like
1: yeah first of all um we're um we're getting set up and we're we won't be really um set up for a a little while yet, but we're moving fast. I'd say that that right now we're going to do this very, very differently than a lot of the boutique guys do it. Uh, And that's not to disparage them in any way, shape or form. I have really deep respect for what they do. And, and some of them do unbelievable work, but we're going to do things um, in a much different way. So from the very, very beginning, it always starts with a thought or an idea uh and then typically we'll do some hand sketches right and and look at hey what if it looked like this or what if it looks like that or hey we have this model uh it's really cool in a putter Daytona beach that's a really cool model um but what if we looked at it through a little bit different lens what could that look like and you know we'll start to 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 sketch from there i and i would say this is where we start to get very different once we have an idea of what we like um, I have a whole bunch of people that are crazy talented, uh, crazy good at what they do, crazy curious, crazy creative, that we can start to take our thoughts and start to kind of put them out into our own little network. Um, so I believe, Dan, you know, it's a it's a very, very, very big world. And there are crazy talented people all around the world. I happen to know a whole bunch of them. Um, so we'll plug in with these. And uh, people, and we'll, we'll start to kind of toss the ideas back and forth and bring them into something that's a little bit more cohesive, uh, get it to the point where we're all happy and like a certain shape or design or something like that, um, and then begin to work on CAD. So um, the, I think the important thing is here is we have a worldwide network of creators, of machinists, of CAD people um, of our supply chain, which is amazing that we can immediately tap into. So instead of me having to go back and, and, uh, you know, lovingly, uh, uh, massage a Bridgeport, um, we can fast track that whole thing using an incredible, um, collection of, I think the best practitioners in the world um and and light that up which allows us to do things that most people can't do and it allows us to do things i think over time much quicker much higher quality much more precise and ultimately at a level of um i think we're going to make the most exquisite um boutique equipment in the world
0: boutique that's I, that's I, coined officially boutique um, <laughs> uh, so that's that's more or less what i thought you would say with with respect to uh the current conditions of design and implementation what i think i'd love to hear is when you got started in this story at least the putter design story yep. it used to be like on a napkin somewhere and then what did it look like then it wasn't super robust machining madness, uh, computer CAD. Was it like when you first got started?
1: No, not at all. And it's really become that, but, um, but as, excuse me, as you know, more and more technology has come in, um, I've learned to embrace as much of it as, as I can, as fast as I can. And, um, you know, I'm certainly not much of an IT or, 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 um, electronic eye to begin with, but I happen to know people that are, um, so I will, uh, and the team will work with these people, um, you know, 24 seven, uh, on new thoughts and new ideas and just keep these things, you know, kind of moving along. And, and on top of that, I think we're blessed with a, um, a really good eye and a good feel for, um, what the golfer really is interested in what they'll like and maybe what they won't like and a way to package that in a finished product where people see it and they go like, Oh my God, yeah, I, that's, I gotta have that. And, and always the emotion that we're trying to create, um, is one, it's one word lust. So nobody needs all the stuff that we're going to be doing. But when you look at it and you say, Oh my God, Dan, I, I have to have that. And, and that's really what we're trying to do. So um, but it takes a lot of people to be able to do that. I think a lot of these, you know, small um, entrepreneurial uh, boutique um, players, you know, they do, they, they create a job for themselves, which is very admirable. Uh, we're trying to create a brand and products, um, the likes of which is, have never really been seen. That That's a very different goal.
0: Has it been interesting? I would assume you've always had a pulse on the outward discussion of these smaller type builds. Uh, as someone who's fascinated by the products, you, you clearly have an intense desire to create new products, new designs, new concepts. Uh, has it been interesting watching that develop and being that you haven't been in that sort of individualized space in, in nearly, what is it, seven years now, 2016 is when you joined up with Callaway? That's right, yeah. What is, have you seen a lot of change in that in that element? Has it has it changed in a way that you were expecting or has it been sort of different?
1: I would say most of the, um, if I got your question correct, most of the people that are doing it are doing it the same way. Um, you know, they're, they're proud that, um, the milling machine or two or maybe three that they have are 20 feet outside their office and they can go back there and machine it all and do, and there's, that's awesome. You can do that. That's not what, what we're going to do. We're going to enlist, um, the most incredible, uh, machinists, the most incredible shops, the most incredible, uh, craftsmen to work alongside with us. And we're going to hold hands together as we go through this process and do it in a way and at a at a um, a level of precision and quality that's more Formula One than it would be, you know, I'm going to go back there and beat the heck out of something with a hammer. And I'm not saying that's what they do, but you get it. I mean, so this is going to feel more like, um, like heavy into the artistic side of it, but bringing a level of of process and machining and capability to to an artisan's mind and workshop that's never been seen before
0: so i feel like you're bridging a a gap and i i don't necessarily want to get into it just yet because there are other pieces to this that i want to ask in a different point of the discussion Mm -hmm. but there is and we see it in all kinds of different parts of the industry like uh shafts are a really good example you can certainly try and attempt to get a one one of one uh but likely the most exciting stuff you'll get in that is it some of that small batch or limited edition or that kind of thing runs right Uh, it seems like Toulon is going to find the right wheelhouse more in that limited edition run as opposed to that crazy one-off kind of concepts is that reasonable
1: Uh, we're going to do both over time
0: um
1: but the 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 to answer your question, Dan, uh, I think w- we definitely will do both. Um, the the really cool one off stuff, I think that's a really important part for us to continue to massage and grow our creativity as a group, um, and I don't want to lose sight of that. Um, but the whole the whole genesis for Toulon or the new Toulon Golf brand um, will be. is really based in this notion of small batch, which is, you know, we're not going to make, you know, thousands of anything. We're going to make maybe a hundred of something or 200 of something, but we're not going to make big, big quantities of things, but we're going to bring these things to life in a way that nobody has really ever seen before with, with, um, with partners that are incredible. So, I think it's really important to kind of have both. We want to make sure that art and science are really alive and well here, um, and that we, we force those two sort of diametrically opposed uh, thoughts together as much as we can.
0: Interesting. And, and I want to clear up something very quickly. Two on as a whole, is this the kind of product you can go to your local store and roll? But it seems like being that it's in the hundreds, you're more looking at that DTC type of product.
1: That's right. It, it definitely will be uh, an online venture. Maybe over time that changes a little bit. But, um, you know, we're going to we're going to have beautiful products that people can buy. Um, I, you know, I think hopefully enough people know and have seen, you know, the quality of products we've done over the years, whether it's, you know, the the work that we did together at Callaway and, And we'll continue to do work with Callaway going forward um, or the small batch things or any of the things that, but we are going to take the level of quality and performance and, and um, I think precision from a level where we've been up several notches and that's cool.
0: So I know you have a bit of a roadmap uh, and I I will make mention of that soon, but Hmm. One of the things I'm curious about, because I I know you have a history of things like music and just being with family and talking roundtable and that kind of thing. And, you know, having a few uh, what I like to call wobbly pops while you're doing it. Is there freedom for this two on concept to being like, hey, we had some great wine on Friday and by Monday we had this awesome idea for a a 10 putter head drop doing this style or this material or this whatever? Is the door always open for that?
1: We're, that, that's going to be how we drive a lot of our business. Absolutely. Okay. And, um, I'm not positive we'll have all the wobbly pops, but, um, <laughs> but a, an occasional <laughs> glass of wine with it, with the team is, is awesome. But yes, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of something like this. And then the fact that, you know, we have this incredible relationship still with Callaway that allows, us to plug into an unbelievably robust and incredible supply chain where we've carved out a niche inside that supply chain to be able to do these short runs of incredibly difficult things um i just it puts us in a in a place where i don't think anybody's ever really been before
0: okay so here's my follow up to a lot of this and it's okay. that there are plenty of precision makers out there who have uh, an, almost an obsession now with yes, we are a putter company, but take a look at our other wares. Uh, I, I like to call them trinket companies or head cover companies. Right. Uh, I remember when Two on first came out. You had, I believe, you were working with EP at the time, dropping we these ridiculous head covers. Uh, I actually just gave to our good friend uh, Neil. Uh, hmm. I think one of my really early on two ones the master the sorry the the spring major release was one of my favorites uh i just remember the the, the level of quality that was in those were second to none uh and and i really appreciate that because it seemed like you're putting the same level of care into your head covers as you were into your putters and i think based on the way the market's gone in the last couple years there is an understanding that it's twofold really if I have a putter from a, a significant manufacturer or name, I want a head cover that represents that, or one mm-hmm. that's completely void of anything. Um, so, my question, as as sort of all culminating there, is: Are you paying attention to that trend of this sort of head cover obsession, and are you going to do anything about it? Yeah, yeah the answer
1: is yes, and the second answer is definitely, and and we're underway. So, um, what I shared, I shared with you our hard goods roadmap. Um, which I think is, is uh, hopefully you liked it. I, I, I love it. So hopefully you do too. If not, we'll have to chat. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) but there's another calendar that is things other than hard goods, uh, which we're equally excited about. And then, you know, and I would, I I would say this, this is really Tony is, you know, everything that we touch and, and put in front of a golfer honestly is A product. And that's not just the the, it's not a putter. It's not maybe another type of club. It's not a head cover or a hat or a or polo shirt or whatever. It's also how we deliver it, the packaging that we put it in to go to the golfer. So, what is the overall experience that we're trying to create? And we want one that goes back to that one word. When you get it, it's just like it's lust. I, I look at it and I just say, Oh my God. Uh, And I get it when I go into a a golf shop and it can be somebody else's putter or somebody else's whatever. And I'll look at it and I'll go like, I I have to have that. It's just, it's beautiful. It's so well done. And we're going to do that with everything. Our goal, I should say, is to do that with everything we touch.
0: So you mentioned the roadmap that I got a chance to see. And and, and frankly, I love the idea of talking more about the head cover one, even if it's off the air, but uh, uh, I'll admit, when when i heard that Tulon was going to become a sort of singular entity again i i had a perspective on what was coming and when i read this roadmap i was like oh no did not see that one coming and <laughs> i think i got three more lines down and I, i'm pretty sure i i, I uttered holy shit um, <laughs> at my computer i'm excited It. i don't know like how much of that is going to be shared prior to it happening how much are you going to release like now-ish yeah so
1: um the for the first um four months or so um what you're going to be seeing as we build our building out and our capabilities and all of that right which is is taking <coughs> as you might imagine some time but we're moving through everything really really quickly we've got all kinds of great help so um but we're going to be doing um a small batch drop of putters Um, which we are, are ready to go. We're just working on getting the website stood up and, um, we think we're going to drop our first small batch butter, uh, which I think is magnificent. It's actually, I think it's the best one we've ever done in August, late August would be our plan. Then we will do another one, September, October, November. We have a fifth one slated for December, but then we'll start to layer on some of these other things that you saw in our plan. Um, but, you know, we're going to look at the way we look at for the first four months is going to look really different um, when we get six or seven months down the road, which is we're excited about all of it. But um, this won't be just a small batch putter company.
0: <laughs> can I, Can we? <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so, so here's my problem. OK, 2024 <laughs> looks like a lot of fun. And I'm not trying to gaslight people, um, but the idea that there is an expanded i uh, concepts coming, uh, things that I think absolutely reserve value when you incorporate the the machining processes and the finite toolings that a putter company can present. I think it's a fascinating direction to take. And, and as you've continuously mentioned during this conversation, you have the assets and you have the, uh, the connections that validate a lot of what your concepts will be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which th- that's our separator. Um, when you see, um, as we go, um, some of the products that we'll bring out, um, from, you know, all created in all different parts of the world. Um, they're just, I think they're just going to be special. And I think people are going to look at them and, um, and I, I think they'll see the uniqueness and, uh, and, and really latch on to just how exquisite they are. And um, th- that's the part that I, I can't wait for um, because I think people are going to look at it and, and well, to your point, I, th- I think it's going to be very unexpected
0: i want to hear more about just putters as a whole y- your design has changed i wouldn't say fundamentally over time but it's improved in a lot of ways that make a great deal of sense keeping the weight more centralized was i, I think a very smart play uh, especially for all this moi talk that you and Callaway and pretty much everyone else has gone through but yeah. does does Tulon as a putter design are there refinements in place right now that are going to change the overall look not just the shaping but the overall look of the putter
1: there will be um there will be but i will say this um we are going to be so everything we're doing dan whether it's the whole roadmap that that um i shared with you to what we're doing in packaging to what we're doing um in you know other other products other than golf clubs, we wanted to take the mindset we looked at is as a milled putter artisan creator. If we took that mindset and applied it to a bunch of different categories, what would that really look like? Um, so this incredible attention to detail, you know, all the things that go into it, and the, the performance attribute that I think. Um, is somewhat missing today, to be honest with you. Um, as, as equipment companies continually chase distance, um, I think one of the things that, that we're super, super, super focused on, not, and I say distance, obviously not so much in a putter, but it's feel. And can we get somebody to really fall in love uh, with feel? And, and really reward the golfer, not so much when you're at your worst, but give you the ultimate reward for when you're at your best. And if you go, if Dan, if you remember as a kid uh, growing up and hitting balls and, um, and hitting a shot in the springtime, the snow was melting and you finally hit, you know, a four iron right in the middle of the club and, and it just sort of melted against the club face what can we do to improve that or give golfers the reward so that when you hit one right on the button, I want, I want my golf club to tell me you did good there. And if you, and if you didn't hit it right there, maybe your golf club or your putter should be able to tell you, you know what? We all have a little work to do here, pal.
0: So six years and nine months ago, pretty much to the day. I was sitting in a, uh, I think, Carl Strauss in Carlsbad, California, getting my ears blown off by some guy who looked like he knew a lot of things about a lot of things, but I wasn't aware at the time it was actually you.
1: <laughs> and
0: we talked heavily about feel, feedback, and sound. Yes. And one of the primary components of that discussion was not necessarily what users felt in their, uh, their trailing ear. So in right-handed golfers, their right ear, but their left ear uh and you had broken it down to such a finite level that i'd never really considered it Uh, and and we talk all the time about feel off putters based on the the quality of the milling or the depth of the milling and things like that um it it sounds like you're going to continue to work on that component and that golfers should really pay attention to that piece of it not just necessarily these fancy renamed materials that go into their putters but also what the intent of the milling is
1: yeah so i I, both totally true and i will tell you the the depth and the style of milling has has a profound impact on the sound and and sound and feel right and um you know so we're looking at, at at trying to create a sound and a feel that is a little bit more commensurate with the speed um, of the, at which the ball leaves the, the face so the idea of, of impact ratio so putters that are louder should create a little bit more speed putters that are quieter should probably create a little bit less speed we're focusing now on the the no insert you know totally um you know incredible um, stainless steel or carbon steel or whatever the materials that we're going to use we love this 904L I mean don't like it we love 904L which is primarily what we use in uh, small batch um so you know we're going to really make sure that we bring that together and the mill pattern that we're going to do which is different than what we've done in the past um is, is going to really help create that sound and feel and speed that we're looking for.
0: So you've obviously blown at least a couple thousand people's minds when you just said that depth of milling sound and uh, distance should align <laughs> it, like there's There's this wild difference between the two. I want to take that a step further and say that because of my high spin, I've, I've really fallen in love with the uh, the balls that compress a bit more because it reduces right. spin. I'm not, I'm fairly quick uh, in my transition, like my speed, so I'm I'm willing to give up that to bring back my spin. And what I've noticed using that type of ball is that the firmness is a little bit softer. I love a face that's like really lightly milled, if if at all, right? Uh, because it promotes a better sound. If I hit off a a heavily milled face, a deep milled face, it, it it's almost muted and dull and and not very satisfying. Where if I switch to a, a ball that that compresses less is probably a better chance that I create a better sound so um, are you going to provide a level of education to people is there going to be a lot of integration of that into your socials and things like that to say here's why we're doing this and this is our thought I'm assuming some videos with you that'll that'll really highlight those features
1: yes the answer yes yes and yes
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> when am I hired come on what are we doing here <laughs> Uh, i i just love that there's so much that goes into it um and and it's not just milling right you talked about uh non-insert putters and and i want to send the conversation right there quickly does toulon maintain that full milled concept or are you starting to look at inserts or what, what's the play there
1: we're going to be um just solid faces um of just incredible materials at um you know, very dialed-in thicknesses to make sure that we get the – we deliver the experience, which is world-class sound, world-class feel that matches up with with speed uh, to the golfer. And to your point, that's not as easy to do for every single golfer because it's somewhat – it's golf ball-related as well. Um, So, you know, I don't know where that goes a a year from now if we end up with – putters with different uh, uh, face depths on mill patterns and things like that. It might be something that we do over time, but um, we'll have a wobbly pop and talk about that. Cause I think there might <laughs> be <something> there.
0: <laughs> I, I love the idea that you're creating variants and if we've seen a little bit, bit of this from the small batch. It seemed like you were flexing a bit over the last couple of releases where I believe we had a conversation probably offline about how obsessed I was with one of the milling patterns, but it was a st- step away from your traditional over the rack or off the rack Toulon design putter. It, it was that, uh, that single big loop and then a smaller individualized loop. I, I love, I love that look. I can't help it. It's uh, beautiful.
1: Yeah. We call yeah. that. Big-
0: you call it what? Sorry. Big tuna. Big tuna. <laughs> yep. I love that. No wonder <laughs> I like it so much. <laughs> I, I just, I love the idea that you can take the same exact shape. And you can create this totally different presentation based on uh, finish, based on milling, based on depth of milling, based on uh, a couple different things. But it's still the same great shape that we've all fallen in love with, right?
1: Yeah, but but to your point with really cool nuances, right? Yeah. So if you look at small batch, um, you're a long neck aficionado. Um, so we did that um, that Austin long neck um and that's that's got a certain look right um you know the cavity's a little bit wider it's sort of a i guess cameron would call it an 009 sort of a look yeah and then we did we did a or a um, small bass drop called lagrange which is similar a little bit lighter so when you start to look at the way that we blend the bumpers and do the milling on, it's, it's, it's different. It's really close, but when you look at it, it's not close at all. And then all of a sudden, you do a flatter top line, and the entire vibe of the putter is totally different. Um, and those are really, really cool and fun things to do. And that's really what Small Batch is really all about, and that we're able to do that in a bunch of different models and create these subtle little differences that end up um, creating a putter that's not just a nuance it's a really different experience
0: do you know one of the things i really like so i had sorry coffee's coming up in a big way this morning (laughs) so i i I, there was an there's an austin proto i had that uh, was actually a carbon finish we had a chance to talk about it at a pga show one year Right, And what I loved about that putter was I could always tell a really interesting story when someone asked about it. Mm. Uh, I I knew it was unique. It was not uh, a common putter. And and it seems like every time I have a putter that's a little bit different uh, in play, people really want to talk about it. And what I'm getting at here is when you have these subtle nuances, these smaller batches, you have something in your bag that people haven't seen before. Uh, generally speaking, unless you they're regular playing partners. So you get to sort of take ownership of that style. That this is my putter. This is my style. Whereas, you know, you have one of those standard putters that that they've seen a hundred times. It's not a huge deal. But the second you pull this putter out, they're like, yo, what is that thing? And tell what? me everything. <laughs> I,
1: and uh, I get such a kick when I, you know, get a chance to play in a member guest or something. And you know, I get to travel around a little bit and And I've I've you know got something different. I I switch putters as you might imagine fairly often. But uh, but when I have something that that and people come up, it's it's really cool. And to your point, they're conversation starters. But it really you you start to to get a feel for you know this little fraternity that we have of people that are crazy about cool putters or cool clubs. Um, It's not so small.
0: Yeah, people are very passionate about it, and and it makes me sick when I see people. Mistreat putters because I have oh. I hold them to such different levels. But I'm also a psychopath, Sean. Like I I wipe my irons after every single shot on the range. So like yeah. I have a deep vested interest in respecting my golf clubs. So seeing someone take a wedge and a putter to the green and not have the head cover on the putter, I'm cringing from the moment they leave the cart until the moment they return. I just like I- you to know that.
1: <laughs> oh, when I do these big fitting events. Uh, where we're fitting, you know, people at a member guests, 160 or 80 players or something like that. Some of the Scotty Cameron putter, I mean, it literally looks like they dragged them behind the car into the way to the course for 20 miles. And this is like, you know, when you bought that putter, it actually came with a head cover. Yeah. I lost it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, oh, my God.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, you almost need one of those uh, like connectors, like put this thing on your belt, latches onto your putter cover. <laughs> Come on, man, figure it out. Um, one of the things I really want to talk about is materials, because there is a huge discussion piece in the, the putter game, and there it has been for a while. People have found a way to make certain types of material their own different phrases for it one material is so remarkable from one company that it's actually worth many many thousands more than the other but uh i'm curious what does that look like for you you've mentioned 904l i've seen others uh, other types of metals mentioned uh there's always the the ever trusty but terrifying to use carbon steel which can rust like what what's the what's the game plan there
1: well, we love them all, to be honest with you. So, 904L um, is that's the material that Rolex uses to do the um, a lot of their high-end stainless steel watch cases. It's um, it's a difficult machine uh, material to machine. You have to machine it slower, so the speeds in the f- in the feeds are slower. Um, time is money the material is more expensive to begin with but it takes longer to to machine it we love it um, because the it polishes to a luster that is just amazing Uh, and then you put a beautiful PVD over it and the depth of the finish is just it's it's just incredible Um, I have one in a dark chocolate color that is just it's like the most, it's like the prettiest thing I've ever seen. 904L is just a material that we like um, as much for the feel as it is for the aesthetic value of the way it it, it machines and the way it polishes. Um, but it's finicky to work with. So, you know, we won't do a lot of quantity in it. So it really sets up well for our small batch program. So I think we're going to feature it mostly there, if not exclusively there. Okay. Uh, I love the way you you characterized carbon steel because I love carbon steel. And, you know, unfortunately, we just, we just finished talking about golfers that don't use a head cover. Um, you know what happens when uh, you get caught out in the rain and you, and you do use a head cover, you forget about a wet head cover and a wet putter in the garage and it's carbon steel and you look at it um, you know, two hours later, it doesn't look so pretty. so But the sound and the feel off of carbon to me is unmatched. I just, I, I just absolutely love it. So we will figure out the best way to have some carbon, um, in drops, uh, that people can, can have, because I I think it's exquisite. I love it. Uh,
0: So, so, so carbon steel, like people are deeply passionate about that. And I feel like it's been a big part of the industry for longer than I've been passionate about putters, which would be over 20 years now. Um, I feel like, putter manufacturers have stepped away from it because it is a kind of a scary material to use that people don't understand. You actually have to care for There's a thing called putter butter. You should use, right. you, a, yeah. you know, carbon steel. So it, shying away from it is one thing, but I'm sure people are still clamoring for it as an option.
1: They are, they are. So, and we're going to continue to offer it. It won't be, you know, something that we have in a collection that you can always get, Um, but there'll be some offerings of carbon that come out with putter butter and, you know, all the other accoutrements that you need to keep it looking well. But, and I, and, and with all of the disclaimers around, take care of this beautiful piece of it's their art. And to me, that's, that's almost like the highest form of it. And the, you know, when you, the sound and feel of carbon is amazing. Um, And, and we want to be able to, to make sure golfers have a chance to experience that. So we'll have offerings.
0: What about some of the newer materials that are showing up, things like Damascus, and I've seen other uh, super interesting but really expensive to manufacture materials where they're basically hammering and marrying the steel together. Are you you at least looking at that, experimenting? Because it it looks crazy, don't get me wrong, but I've heard heard they're uh, expensive and more challenging to work with.
1: Yeah, which we're fine if it's more expensive and more challenging to work with, as long as there's really a benefit for it. Um, and, you know, Damascus is interesting. I, I've never loved it. Um, so, you know, that's not something that's high up on our food chain now. Um, but as as we work more and more with vendors that we have, partners that are incredible in Japan... Um, Some of the carbon there is amazing. The treatments and processes that we're going to be using of carbon steel, amazing. The machining of carbon steel, amazing. So, you know, there's just so many things that we're going to be able to do. And the fact that we're taking, you know, a global look and a global approach um, and our eyes are open to different things. And it's not just in, in the U.S. and Asia, it's in Europe as well. Um, I, I think we'll find materials that are really cool and I'm not going to fall asleep on carbon fiber either um, in some way, shape or form because I think there's interesting things that we can do there.
0: You said carbon fiber, was that a misspeak or you meaning carbon fiber?
1: No, I mean carbon fiber. So I think there's a real place in putter design for carbon fiber in 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 parts of it. It's a difficult material to work with um, because, um, it's almost the more you use, the more it impacts sound and not always in a positive way. So, um, but there are things that we can do to move weight around to, to, to shape things in different ways that I think are really cool. Um, and it's a material that I'm fascinated with and, and our, our team is as well. So that's, that's something. And then, you know, aluminum is an absolute favorite of ours. Uh, whether it's 60, 61, or 70, 75, um, to do things. It machines incredibly beautifully. Um, it's, I, to me, it's one of the great materials to make um, at least bits and bobbles of a putter out of. Um, and the, the finishing opportunities we have are incredible. So we'll be bringing things together, I think, in in ways that are familiar and then new and unique ways, too.
0: So you're teasing a little bit about it. And I'm going to ask anyway, does, does the garage make a triumphant return at some point?
1: It will. Um, so, um, and I, 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 I don't want to bite off more than we can really bite off. Um, and you can look at our, our, our product roadmap that you have, that's fairly ambitious to begin with. Um, but I will say we're tracking beautifully on that. And this is not an Elon Musk Cybertruck conversation, launch it in 2019, and talk about delivering it in 23. I love Musk, but that seems a little outlandish. So these are things that we're 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 developing right now and and moving along um, great timelines and feel like is going to happen. So um, I I do think um, we're going to be able to do some things in garage that are pretty cool, um, but that's that's probably a uh, sometime uh, mid to late 2024 proposition for us.
0: Okay, and options galore in there. Are you going to be really featured on your next? What's the plan? I
1: don't really know yet, so I I'd, I'd, I'd hate to to um, promise something and and under deliver,
0: But I'm trying to pin you to a wall here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we'll see. I
1: I am not sure yet.
0: Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Um. We're we're having a little bit of a a good time with some connection stuff today. So. My, my original thought was let's make this a two-parter and just just bash uh, golfers with incredible two-on stories. but I think maybe the better condition here would be to let you settle let things settle in a little bit and then maybe right. in a couple months as as things slowly uh, showcase what you what you will have in the future, maybe a couple small batches have already dropped, I'd love to have you back on so we can continue the discussion and right. and and see things as they show.
1: Yeah. Fantastic, Dan. Uh, yeah. Lots underway here and, and we're making great progress. So, um, but lots more to come.
0: Well, I know that a lot of THPers are deeply invested in the success of Toulon. Uh, it's been a part of my golf story for seven years now. Uh, especially, I believe you are what I'm going to call the father of uh, material and design attention in my golf game life and my putter game life. So, you know, we have a vested interest in the success of you and we're, we're going to continue to support and celebrate everything you bring to the table. we just, I'm just pumped to see you excited. I, I see this giant smile on your face. I know it's not just to see me. I know this is a, a huge piece of your world. So yeah, we'll be rooting on big time.
1: Thanks Dan. And thanks for everything you guys have done for us. And anyways, um, I think we're going to blow golfers away. So that's, that's, uh, that's what we wake up thinking about every day.
0: If you're out there and playing golf this weekend, have a great time. I think that um, if you go to bed tonight and you're not dreaming about what's coming from Toulon, you probably just, you probably don't take a head cover to the green. Like I do. Uh, (laughs) If you do get excited, I saw the roadmap. It looks incredible. I can't wait to see it show up. And um, yeah. We'll see you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.